0: Get your car keys. Let me grab my (laughs) keys. Here they are. Park the car in Harvard Yard. Oh, look at this guy. He's not getting that car in there. No, sir. Look who's got smart pack. Make your way to the local Packy. Packy? Packy really is a liquor store. Dabble in the daily wine tasting. It is like a Kazaki wine, but not made from fermented horses urine. Walk past those Bud Lights and don't look back. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. It's release day at the Canning Run Podcast, and today we're navigating your local craft beer store.
1: My boys a wicked smile.
2: Wow. I'll never drink another beer. Beer here. I'll take ten. Hello, and welcome to all of you shelfies and dust collectors. As always, I'm Tony. Tom. And I'm Justin. Each week we tackle a topic and ask ourselves this essential question. When did things go wrong for beer? Did things go wrong? This week, we're taking a break from that to uh, help you navigate your local packy and find some hidden treasures. Now, remember, we are from New England, so many of the beers that we consume, talk about, and find locally will be addressed in this episode. So know there is some regional bias. Also, if you hear anything on the episode that makes you feel really uncomfortable and start to evaluate your life's decisions, send us a goddamn email. We'd love to read it. Uh, and, you know, Lord knows it'd be nice to have some, uh, you know, emails in the, uh, in the Gmail uh, queue. So if you'd like to send us an email with a thought of your own, it is canningrunpod at gmail.com. Um, we'll do our best to read set email, and then talk about it, hopefully. Maybe even make a full episode. (laughs) Who knows? Um, Lastly, uh, it's important for all of us to be social during these important times, okay? These dismal, at times, times. Um, So if you can, please follow our Instagram for more information regarding this episode and future episodes or past episodes. Uh, At our Instagram, uh, search at Canning Run Pod. So what's up package store yeah yeah i mean what's up it's a great question it's been a while since i've seen your mugs
1: (laughs) yeah no i'm glad that we're doing this episode because um you know it feels like we're talking about going to breweries all the time but this you know this is about on your way home from work you are a little bit thirsty you pass on a bunch of these liquor stores that are a dime a dozen and uh you know if you're just walking into an average one what can you find we're going to tell you today.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's so important because not everyone has access to a really killer local small brewery, but most people uh, have access to a liquor store or a store that sells beer. Exactly.
0: And the, uh, the game has just been upped in, in distro right now. I mean, things that we couldn't find or trade for really, or, you know, hot trade commodities a couple of years ago are now uh, sitting on those shelves. Unfortunately, some of them are collecting dust too. So uh, there's a lot you can find out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, That's such a great point, Tom, because like, man, oh man has the game changed. Like people can't wait in line. It seems anymore or people are just have gotten so big where they're making so much beer that it's now literally hitting (laughs) shelves in Massachusetts and, and in other States too, a lot of folks are sending beers out because they just aren't getting them to their communities because um, of everything going on right now. But that being said, like, isn't that so great for us, you know, and, and, and for hopefully our listeners that now they can get things that, you know, we only hoped to get in our dreams back when we first started this.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I think so, and I mean, rare I,
0: barrels not that rare anymore. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> um, like, I, I'm I'm a little nervous for some of the package stores, and you know, even even some of the better liquor stores that you go to, because just all this stock, all these choices, you know. It, w- whereas breweries used to just move cases of beer out the front door, now they gotta <laughs> ship them once to someone else's door. And then they're competing (laughs) against all this other stuff. So while I love it, it makes me a little nervous.
2: Yeah. Just to, just to make that even more clear. Like I went, I just went uh, maybe like an hour ago uh, to pick up some stuff with my wife and um, the amount of like four pack cans, specifically like new England IPAs, IPAs in cans right now, it's insane. Like I'm talking just in, in 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 on like one shelf like sixty kinds of beer, and that was one of six shelves in a cooler.
1: Mm. Right, and that's that's problematic, especially for the beers that you should be drinking fresh. Like, I mean, a lot of these adjunct stouts, obviously the IPAs. Um, you know, it's just that product should move fast. So that that's the one drawback of being able to find good shit right now, but. At the same time, the stuff that you are able to find, as we've already talked about, is astronomical. Like, you couldn't get – I mean, we're finding, like, Aslan beers. I drank an Aslan beer that if I saw it online, I would have, like, freaked out and been so jealous. Now I got to try it because of yeah. this whole situation.
2: Great point. Um, okay. With that said, should we kind of go in for, like, our, our, our top current picks or, or all-time picks – um, for the, for the packy. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away. Okay. Uh, and just for the listener who might be outside of the region, I know people are probably sick of hearing us talk about New England, but a packy or a package store (laughs) is just a liquor store. It sells booze, uh, you know, hard liquor, wine, beer, you name it, uh, snacks. Sometimes they sell nice upscale chocolates and or Hot sauces, um, but it is just your average liquor store, but for whatever reason we call it a packy and I learned that when I moved to 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 Massachusetts <laughs> back in the day so um, okay I'll just dive on in so the, I, I just want to preface this by by saying that these three are most certainly available in Massachusetts, two are most certainly available I think across um, the United States, and one is available across the world. Um, So I'll start with my global one and my global pick. Not that I did this in that sort of way, but it just works out. Um, Rothhaus Pilsner. Have I told you guys about this? I I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. So it comes in a six pack. It comes in 12 ounce bottles. It's like, it's your classic German Pilsner. Um, It is incredibly light and crisp and delicate. It is just probably the most crushable beer i've ever had in my entire life really which is insane to say yeah it's so absolutely delicious and the packaging is is like so german like do do you guys remember when we were doing the fall episode and yes. we we were just discussing how like you, you know like ger- german labels are very simple well yes. this one's yeah so this one's literally just like a bit of green a bit of blue and then like a guy who i assume <laughs> is like the, the 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 guy brewing these rothhaus pilsners it's just on it it's like a cartoon and it's it's very it's very german it's uh it's cool so uh, again this is the rothhaus pils uh, i'm going to butcher this brewer but it is the uh, Bedisch Stretz brewer rothhaus uh which is a german pilsner so that's my number 1 uh, and i picked that because i've had it in the past 4 months and it was incredible so uh
1: can i ask one question about that sure if you had to compare it to anything else available is there anything like, is it like a
2: high quality Miller light or like, what is it? Is it? Yeah. Um, that's, that's a, yeah, it's, it's like a Miller light, but you can drink it at like across the spectrum of temperature and it's still going to be wonderful and delicious. So all of those notes, we really like, um, about Pilsners in general, just like crispness, lightness, like, you know, bready, but like not too pungent, you know, um, mild body, um, tastes like beer. You know, we talked a lot right. in the last tasting Beery, you know, and, and Tom actually made like a really great tasting note on like what Beery tastes like. And it is very tomatoey. I've been like, going over that in my head. So it I- is. it's it's crazy. What a freaking good note. Um, but yeah, it's simple pills, but it's just so incredibly wonderful. I hope you both find it. Um, so I, I could keep talking about that, but I won't, you know, you're, you're welcome, everybody. But my, my, my number two pick, <laughs> Is actually something that just came into distro in the past two months. So Floyd's Brewing is from uh, Muncie, Indiana, I believe. Uh, If not, please send us an email at kennyrunpot at gmail.com. But um, they've been in the business a long time. They are a big deal brewery who like have balls, you know, like they stick to their guns and they make beers that they want to make. And they don't necessarily try to sell you anything, which I think is super dope. Um, so the beer that I chose, um, that recently came into distro is called zombie dust and it's an American pale ale, but it's just so bright in flavor and that pininess that we really like have been looking for in some of the IPAs that we used to drink and crush back in the day. Uh, it's got that, it's got the piney punch. It's like mildly sweet. It's incredibly drinkable. Uh, and it will get you really messed up for a pale ale, um, it's just, it's delightful. Um, I don't know if you guys have had it. I don't know if I got to share it with you, but I hope you do have it sometime I don't,
1: soon. I don't think I've had it, but I remember a, I remember having the thought and, and talking about it with you guys that I thought APAs were going to be like all the rage as far as like almost replacing yeah, right. the IPA. Once people got sick of being hopped to death with IPAs. APAs it could off, still happen. Off, Right? No, it, it does still happen. And that is very <laughs> unfortunate. But APAs, like, there's so much room for that style to grow as far as, like... um, And it's not even room for the style to grow. It's more of, like, people's appetite for it and for it to be appreciated. And I love that style, too. So I'll try that one.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah. This, But this one will be unlike many APAs you've had because it really, like wants to hit you more with its intensity and its 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 vibrancy than a lot of APAs, which tend to be more mellow, okay. uh, tend to be like a, a little bit fruit forward, but like reduced, which is what makes them so nice. But this one just has a punch. And I think it's badass. Uh, and I think it's badass that they make beer uh, that they ship, you know, all over the place. This was a beer that, you know, like six years ago, five, six, seven years ago, was like amongst people's top list when it first came out. So uh, it's a nice little toss to the past. Um, and I hope that, uh, you know, now that they're in distro, I I hope they get some market share so that other people, you know, kind of take their lead, even though it's, it's a beer that was made (laughs) for like seven or eight years. (laughs) Um, and my last pick is something that, you know, I've recently come back to, but when I was in my heyday of going to the liquor store or the packy uh, like three to four times a week and I used to go that much like to check different stores to see what they were getting through distro See, you know beers that had limits uh, make relationships with people in distro because I think that's important Especially if you're someone who seeks out rare beer uh, Because if you're if you're someone who's like in the know and and somebody who like has a relationship with uh, You know the person who runs the beer department or a person who works in the beer department You know, nine times out of ten, when something good comes in and it's not necessarily something that was put right out, they'll let you know and they'll be like, Hey, just to let you know in the back, we have bottles of this. And um, that's a really great way to get some stuff that's like limited in distro, so like small amounts. But that being said, uh, this is not a beer that's rare. This is not a beer that you can't find anywhere. Uh, It's called Fresh Pick and it is from Fort Hill Brewery. Um, it's an American IPA, and I think it's really great. It's crushable. Um, it's tasty. It comes from a really small brewery that, like, has, you know, and I got to give them credit. They were putting this American IPA in six-pack 12ers since its inception, which is badass. Everyone's doing those tall boys. Everyone's being like, I want to sell you this beer with this artwork, and they're just like, hey, it's got, it's got a lawn on it with a lawn mower, Fresh pick you know and it's just like perfect so good so good um so that's a super delicious yummy yummy beer that i really like um and and i'm so glad that i started drinking again because as i got more and more of a of a d-bag i kind of took a step away from it
1: <laughs> can can we yeah. just talk about how good fort hill is in general like that is one of their very good beers uh, or excellent i mean it really is an excellent beer i'll call it, I let me not mince words here, but they other excellent beers that they do. Jigsaw jazz, an amazing yes. IPA that will put you on your ass. Yes. Um, G That's fresh amazing. from them. Farmers fresh. Uh, and they've had a lot of beers that have kind of, um, I mean, at least based on the the brews that they have on tap right now at their brewery that they have kind of almost forgot about. Like I remember they were doing, um, oh my God, they always have crazy names, but, uh, We'll have to talk about them again because they, they, they make a lot of uh, IPAs that don't taste like each other. Like they're named differently for a reason. Like Jigsaw Jazz and Fresh Pick could not be more different. I mean, it's a different style, but they just make so many different amazing IPAs specifically that I can't say enough good things about them.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And they make my list because there's someone that, you know, you could easily look over so easily because they're not in tall boys. They don't have crazy art. Uh, they, they stick to what they know, which is good brewing. Um, super cool beer. And for anybody who lives in Massachusetts, it is for sure in your liquor stores. Um, it is unknown to me because it is a Massachusetts brewery. If it, if it delves out into any other States, Um, But for those who are, you know, New England, if you've walked past Fort Hill Brewery, uh, Justin, you just named a bunch of their good beers. And I agree. It was hard to kind of pick which one, but I went with with fresh pick because it was just really delicious, uh, in my opinion. Um, So that was that was my third. And uh, I broke the rules a little bit and added a uh, notable mention I like um,
1: that. I like that you did that. <laughs>
2: Thanks, man. Uh, this this one just came in recently. Uh, it's from a, a, a brewery called Old Nation Brewing Company, which is different than Old Notion, which is out in uh, Oregon, and they do incredible beers too. But Old Nation has been around in Distro for a little bit. But what's interesting is that they used to have two IPAs uh, that used to have trade value. That used to when they went up, people would trade tree house, trillium, uh, stuff that they had basically hops for hops, but it had trade value and people wanted this beer. So my notable mention is boss tweed. Um, it's a super simple can. It literally, it literally just has like, it says boss tweed and old notion brewing. And it's just, it's old fashioned. It's cool looking. Um, uh, but the beer was excellent. And the other beer that's just come into distro recently is called M43. Um, and that's the, uh, the, the IPA that a lot of people really like from them as well. So those two beers are, fa- are fantastic. And I, and I kind of juggled which one I'd put in, but I, I went with boss tweed just to have a different style on the list. So
0: those are my top picks. Hell yeah. Nice. Cool. Shall I, uh, take it away with mine? Yeah. Take let's it, just hop take right it away. It.
2: Tommy. I,
0: I- I see that there's a, a Justin mention in there with a, a honestly a beer yeah. that I was, I was debating between two, but uh, I'll, I'll get to that. I won't jump ahead. It's, it's one uh, that
1: I've been wanting to mention on this podcast forever and forget every it's episode. so good, right, but we'll exactly. get to it. We'll get yeah. to
0: it. Uh, so my, my first pick, because we all know I am an Allagash uh, fanboy to say the least. Um, yes. And so I, I kind of approach this from the way from like, if I go into not just a craft beer store, but any kind of liquor store, I feel like you can find at least two of these that I'm going to say. Uh, and The first one is Allagash Curio. Uh, so Curio is a, um, it's a Belgian blonde ale that's aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, let me see. Actually, I think it's aged. I want to say it's six to eight weeks. Oh, wow. I would have thought it was longer than that, to be honest. But so it's got this, you know, nice crisp um, Belgian ale, flavor to it but also this super um i get a really strong vanilla bourbon flavor from it um i know coconut and vanilla are a lot of times the flavors you get from for bourbon barrel aging um but yeah i get a a strong vanilla and i'm actually currently drinking one uh right now i think it's the 2020 um uh, vintage and it's 12.4%. And let me tell you, I'm like halfway through and it kind of puts you on your ass because wow. um, I already feel it a little bit. And so that's a, that's a nice thing about it. Um, but you know, if you ever go up to Portland, um, Portland, Maine, uh, and get the chance to tour the Allagash brewery, I mean, they have a whole room, a whole like cold room dedicated to Curio, where it's just barrels and barrels, um, racked on top of each other. Um, really a great beer. I don't think it gets the love it deserves because, Alec, gosh, their sour program is so good and their cool ships, um, and really curio. And then the doubles and triples kind of collect a little dust on the shelves. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to pick one of these up. I mean, if you get the bomber, it, it will put you on your ass. But the little twelve ounces, very approachable. I recommend.
2: What a cool style to add on, like. Do you say a Belgian blonde aged in bourbon
0: barrels? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a <laughs> golden ale. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so yeah, golden ale aged in bourbon barrels. They wow. I mean, I just you guys know how I feel about them. So I mean, they they can uh, do
2: anything. They can do anything.
0: They can. They really can. Except for pastiche. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> well, I remember pastiche. Uh, but we were at the dive bar in worcester back when it was a thing and you ordered pastiche and it was like a seven barrel blend of something and i think you when you logged on tapped <laughs> you said what do you th- what were you thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i still laugh about that i mean it was bad it's the one beer i think i've ever had from allagash that was bad but um just so
2: confused it like had very little balance. And I, I think they were just trying to be like, well, screw it for the first time. Yeah. Like, let's just throw it, everything at the, at the wall.
0: I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> um, so, the, so second on my list, kind of like following suit with just, um, you know, things about me, I guess, sorry to make it about me for my picks, but uh, I, I went with Wormtown's be hoppy because as we've discussed in, in, previous episodes. I've thrown some shade Wormtown's way back in, back in my beer snobby past. And you, once again, this is a beer that you can go not just to a craft beer store, but any liquor store and you can find Wormtown's be hoppy. It is refreshing in the sense where it's, it's kind of a West coast inspired IPA, but not a, um, not from like 15 years ago. It's, it's definitely on the less harsh side. So you know, it's got the, the bright, uh, piney flavors to it. Um, but it's, it's, it's not overwhelming and not hop burning at all. It's kind of a nice balance of it's, it's a crushable IPA really, you know, and it was, it was on the, you know, I first had it, I think it was 2013 I remember back when Wormtown was a small brewery out of a, a restaurant in Worcester, uh, peppercorns, I think it was. And, Uh, really one of the first craft beers I ever bought uh, going to the brewery and getting a growler, but now you can get it anywhere. And it's, it's a safe pick for sure. Like none of these are going to, it's not going to blow your socks off by any means, but you want a nice refreshing IPA. It's probably, probably at the liquor store you're going to, I think they're expanding their distro. I mean, definitely in new England. I don't know how much further outside of new England you can get it, but um, really you know it's a solid pick, and and I owe them a little because I'm hard <laughs> on them. So this is this is me. Tr- you know, it's my olive branch, Wormtown. So you know, I know you know, you're I listening.
1: Think, I think more than any other beer on these lists, I think that's the one that you will find absolutely fucking everywhere, easily, and like right. in no short supply. And it's also like, like you already explained it, but it's a cool beer in the sense that it takes. Uh, it take, takes attributes of both the West Coast IPA style and the New England style and creates something that's right in the middle. And it, and it is well-balanced. It's just, you know, if, if, if you drink it expecting a juicy IPA, you're going to be let down. But if you go into it with an open right. mind and no, uh, you know, predisposed notions, then you'll be fine. And it's a fucking awesome beer.
0: Yeah, totally agree. It's
2: really delicious. And I, 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 I love that you threw it on here. Cause it's just like, what a beer that makes so much sense, you know, cause you can find it pretty much anywhere, especially in this region. And it's just good. It's, and it's always the same. Like they do a really good job with
0: brewing it. They do. And it's, um, you know, actually in addition, even with, uh, it's not quite a new England IPA, but they, they also have a new variant, um, not variant, a new um, beer in this kind of, um, series, I guess you would call it called, uh, what's this one? Don't this worry. Sorry. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm getting confused. I was <laughs> like, don't hoppy." Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't worry. And actually don't worry is a solid. It's like that one. Also it's, it's pretty juicy. It's not uh, over the top new England style, but definitely more of that new England style. So those are, you know, don't be afraid of Wormtown, at least those ones, uh, some of them you might be afraid of but uh I'll I'll stop there. <laughs> um uh third on my list is Funky Buddha's Last Snow. Nice. Uh, Last Snow is a coconut uh it actually might be a is a stout or porter, hold on. Uh it I is a porter. a porter. Yeah. It is a coconut coffee porter. Um And this is actually comical now because, uh, you know, episodes ago, I said to you guys how we never talk about porters. And now every episode since we've either had a porter to drink (laughs) or we've now talked about one. But Funky Buddha blows my mind with everything I've ever had from them. And it's not much, unfortunately, but this is I love coconut. I'm a sucker for it and and coffee. So you get so much flavor without that pastry boy feel. And we all know that's something I'm all about. So getting all that flavor it packs an amazing flavor punch. Um, and I don't have the ABV off the top of my head, but it's, you know, it's, it you'd be shocked at how low an ABV it is concerning, uh, considering how uh, much flavor it punches. On that note, I was debating between this one and the Maple Bacon Porter. Honestly, the Maple Bacon Porter, is better in my opinion um but you're not gonna find it it, easily you're not you're not and i had a last note uh sitting in my basement so i was like if i you know if i really find the urge to drink this right now and i'll honestly i wasn't sure if we were going to be drinking them right now so uh so i'm like i'll choose this one too because i have it um and yeah, it's, it last note is 6.4%. So
2: yes, I just looked know, that up. That, that's, so drinkable, so drinkable mm. and um, so much flavor for that
0: amount of booze, you know, definitely. It's, it's, it's amazing and what they've done with porters and um, made them relevant in the, they can compete with your pastry stouts, but they're also crushable. You won't feel Um, you won't feel shitty the next day. Well, depending on how much more you drink, but, uh, you can, it sits well with you and it's delicious, totally worth it. It's a great beer. So, um, that Maple Bacon Porter also, if you see anything by Funky Buddha, really, it's probably really good. so I just kind of go with that. Um, not as easy to get though, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's probably one of the harder beers to find on the list. But of of funky Buddha's beer, you do see that quite a bit in uh, you know different locations. Um,
0: wow, last, what, a good, uh, what a good
2: choice, man!
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I don't have written on this list, but I am gonna throw a an honorable a notable mention. Um, oh wait, did you just change yours, Jay? I did. I sw- I swapped okay. it around. Oh, <laughs> you throw me off. You know what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I'll I'll hold I'll, I'll just say right, cuz it's different piggyback. than that but I am going to say whenever you see a prairie bomb um Oh, oh know, no, you
1: you can men- mention you can mention anything on that side. Oh Yeah.
0: Though. No, I know. I'm staying away from yours, don't worry. Okay. Um but <laughs> you know, prairie bombs not as uh crushable as the funky Buddhas, but cuz these things are, you know, up around 15% but in terms of sweet stouts, I almost never um don't enjoy a prairie stout and I think the bomb series um birthday bomb Christmas bomb actually I don't know if I've had Christmas bomb, but um even just bomb they're they're great. pick one up if you see them i, I that's one that I would rarely pass by if I see it
2: Agreed. yeah what a, what a classic, like, Oh my God. Talk about like some of our first experiences with like stouts. Mm, was, like heavies, real stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like thick, thick boys, you know, and, and yeah. it's funny that we, we call them thick boys now after yes. having like the beers that we've had, but <laughs> Oh my God, the flavors are just so intense. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. What a freaking good notable mention with the Prairie Bombs. Mm-hmm. Any bombs? Right. All the bombs. Give me the bombs. Bomb, 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 <laughs> bomb,
0: bomb, 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 bomb. bomb, bomb, bomb. Select, uh, uh, they've mastered the chili in stouts too. I think it's is it Birthday Bomb that has chili. It might be all of them that have chili, but it's select. Um, but they not um, okay. I I know Birthday Bomb definitely does, but they just there every brewery that's trying to put chili in a stout. Look at what what Prairie does and try to do what they do. Cause they, I, it's perfect. It's the perfect accent without being overwhelming.
1: I don't think they use heat in the Christmas bomb, but that's like a, a different take on that base beer. I think has right, like yeah. nut, nutmeg and shit like that. So you don't want to fucking throw a jalapeno. <laughs> into that. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, onto, onto my selections. Now I, I am honored to say that I, I believe this, First beer on my list is uh, probably the lowest rated, which blows my mind, of of all of our beers that I think we've picked. But the Wachusett Brewing Company's Wally Juice IPA. Not the Wally, the Wally Juice IPA. Now, this beer, you can pretty much find it anywhere. But don't, like I said, don't get confused with the regular Wally. You want the Wally Juice. Maybe you want the regular Wally, but I'm not going to have any. If if you're bringing it, <laughs> if, you're, if you're bringing it, to me. but the Wally Juice is Wachusett's take on like a really juicy IPA. Apparently, they don't use any fruit juice in it, but I swear to God, it has one of the most like uh, citrusy, like tangerine, orange flavors. I mean, hence the juice in the name, I would imagine. <clears throat> but for a beer that's seven percent, to me, it's just like one of these perfectly balanced IPAs in terms of like, you're not going to kill yourself drinking a couple of them. Um, it packs tons of juiciness that, that I, that I like. It's not like, uh, it's not dankness that you get from a lot of juice bomb IPAs too. Um, but there's just something about the beer that I really like. And on, on beer advocate, it's literally rated a 3.46. I think on untapped, it might be around the same thing, like 3.5, 3.6. And, um, For me, the fact that this beer has that low of a rating compared to some other IPAs that I've had that are like four ones, four twos, like it's just all bias against the name. Wachusett is not known for making these style beers. And I don't blame anyone for having a bad attitude about, about uh, not having a bad attitude, but having, you know, preconceived notions about how this beer tastes. But I'm telling you, Wally Juice, Wachusett Brewing, it's fucking good. Drink that shit.
0: I think um part of the reason that they that it's probably rated as low as it is is um in similar I never threw shade at Want it but I probably would have back in the day because you know that's where I was and I think I certainly um, did. Yeah. <laughs> but Sorry. they're you know they're they're pretty close to like treehouse and trillium so you're in you're in this Central Mass area where you're competing with giants. So if you put out a um, you know a New England IPA, it's going to be judged against the absolute top of the top. But also, there's it's accessible. So right off the bat, it's not going to get the hype and love that it deserves because um, you don't have to wait in line for it. So
1: oh yeah, that the hype part is taken out completely.
2: But, yeah. let's take this into account and say that maybe this is the most impressive feat. Justin feels the way that he feels about this beer, and it's shelf stable, yeah, but, but that's that is not there's no
1: juice in it. there's no juice in it
2: I know, but it's 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 made to like it's made to be in coolers and on shelves, like that's how they brewed it like it's not like one oh, like unpasteurized beers that like needs to be consumed within a period of time or else it falls off. You know what I mean like that beer should be good for you know, at least six months. And that's I, incredible.
1: I will buy a six pack and sit on one for a while. Cause I, I hadn't even thought about that. Um, but yeah, an, another, another beer from them, just, you know, if, if anyone who's listening to this podcast, I would assume that you're from the new England area just because that's our shtick. <laughs> uh, but I'm telling you, if you go to Wachusett, that beer is going to be good. Another, uh, very drinkable beer in my opinion is their Uh, I, Believe it's a milk stout, and it's called Latte Da, and that that is a very smooth drinking coffee stout, um, and I, that's an honorable mention from what she said because they don't get any love. And I like the brewing experience, like the I like going to the tap room. I like their beer. I've come around to them. Anyway, next the next one on my list is Finback's Citrus Goza, and the citrus is spelled with an S. So, uh, if you're looking for it, Idiots. don't let that, <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess in New York, they forgot how to spell, um, but anyway, it's, it is a key, like, let me, let me read the description. Cause it's pretty, it's pretty complicated stuff. You know, it's some big brain, big brain operation. It is a uh, key lime, lemon, mandarin, orange, grapefruit, bergamot, and sea salt. I think I'm saying bergamot, right? Jesus <laughs>
2: Christ. They get, they took all the citrus
1: yeah and um, let me tell you, it is very good, but a lot of those other citrus flavors other than the key lime sort of go by the wayside but um then the reason I picked this beer up or the reason I picked this beer for my list was because my girlfriend actually picked it up, so and I thought it was like a home run as far as just you know finding something at a package store on a whim. I just said, I trust you. You know, what's good. Come back with something. And she came back with that. So I didn't even have to do anything for
2: that one. That's impressive. It is. She comes back with something like that. Not only is it FinBag, your, your love, but it's also a Goza. Yes. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And, and uh, not that I've had a whole hell of a lot of Gozas from them. I, like I've definitely had sours from Finback, but I don't know if I've had any. I don't think I've had. Yeah,
2: I've never had a goza from from Finback. I don't think I have sick? either.
1: And l- let me tell you, they they definitely do the style right. I mean, it's got that little bit of salt that to me makes a goza very easily distinguishable from a regular sour. Um, and obviously, just think about it: that the citrus and salt, you know, they they do kind of go together a little bit, so it it's not really a stretch to think that that beer would be good, and it is, and it's rated a four oh four on untapped um, doesn't seem like that many people have drank it, so you could probably find it if you hear this episode in a month or two from December, so keep an eye out for that one
0: yeah that's impressively high for a goza um you know just four point o four I think anytime you're um, dabbling with the the four os uh, with distro to start with, but with a goza that's impressive.
1: Yeah, and speaking of numbers, not to um, not to throw too many at you, but uh, not only is it a 4.04 rating, it's also six percent alcohol by volume. Which for a goza, that's that seems a little bit high to me, but maybe it's not. Uh, I think it is a
0: tad bit, but yeah. yeah.
1: All right, so that's it with the uh, Finback Citrus Goza. Uh, the next beer on my list is a delicious, legendary beer and if you don't know about this one and you're listening to this podcast like that is fucking nuts but the founder paying attention exactly you have not Mm -hmm. been paying attention to the beer world if you have not had this um the founders breakfast stout something you can Mm -hmm. literally find pretty much all year round that that people still like get excited about when um, when it uh, when like that year's batch appears you know, people get excited about it. Maybe not as excited as maybe the CBS or the KBS, but to me, totally on par with those beers. Um, You can
2: get it anytime, any place. I already said that. Yeah. No, what a perfect representation of the style, but like, you're so right, Justin, like anywhere you go, they're going to have founders and chances are, depending on the time of year, they're going to have founders breakfast out and Oh my God! It's like it's like almost a perfect beer. I think it
0: is absolutely a perfect beer for that. For what it is, absolutely,
2: it's a
1: hundred on uh, Beer Advocate, which is not a surprise to me. Um, It's ranked ninety-five in the world. I'd I'd say it's worthy of that, and it's cheap too. You can get a four-pack of that beer, I think, for any I think eleven or twelve dollars, something like that.
2: Yeah, 12 sounds right. It's that's a, absurd.
1: It's a super good value. And and to me, it's it's a great like if you're just getting into craft beer, buy a four-pack, age one of them just for fun, just to try to like test your palate a little bit. And and it's so cheap that you can, you know, if you slip up and you drink it by accident because you just couldn't wait, go buy another four pack. It's a great <laughs> beer, super chocolatey, great coffee notes, even um you get this like almost like espresso note. Uh, and it's, I think it's, it's an oatmeal stout. It's yeah, it is an oatmeal stout. It's not a milk stout. And to me that gives it a little bit more body when you're drinking it. Like it feels like a stout. You're not going to confuse it with a porter. Um, even the art on the bottle, you're not going to forget it. Like it's going to look like some, <laughs> it's going to look like a kid that you know, and you're going to be like, Oh, your son's on a bottle yeah. of beer that
2: I drink. <laughs> It's oh. just a little kid eating like porridge or like oatmeal just like it's so you're right it's just like anytime you see it I'm like oh man I know what that is and I love it
1: it's it's good vibes all around I just can't say enough good things about founders in general and and to me the fact that they make this beer so consistently at such a reasonable price point for the quality that you get um yeah enough said it's it's a great beer
2: yeah no one's doing that no one's no one's doing that. Like just Not trying to keep all. it keep it at like a, a price point, and like understanding that it's an incredibly wonderful and delicious beer. No one's doing that, right?
0: And it's, Founders um, is is. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Justin. No, oh, I was just gonna say. I
1: mean, it's number one ranked uh, as far as oatmeal stouts go, and I I think that's as a great, it should be.
0: Yeah, I believe it. I I was gonna say that Founders um is really such a underrated brewery in terms of the the beer talks because so many people are drinking founders not just the breakfast out even though it's one of probably their uh biggest hits but like you know totally going off the spectrum but staying on founders all day ipa uh one of my buddies worked um uh at Downey cider back in the day and he you, you know knew a lot of the distribution numbers and um i'm pretty sure all day ipa was like the number two selling beer at a um distributor um for like over the summer one year which is which just shows you know how um how powerful the following they have and they don't get the love but people are drinking it
2: that should be an honorable mention
0: yes (laughs)
1: it should be and i I really should be oh my god I didn't make the connection before, but as soon as you said that, like, what's one thing about the all-day IPA packaging that you've seen? I, and, and tell me if you've seen this, but I've I've seen they try to add value by like I think they were selling like a 15 pack or something. Like they were like it was basically like like a big box deal at like Walmart where it's like 33 yeah. percent more free or something like that. But they're doing it in the world. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm like I know it sounds stupid, but I'm I legitimately. I like, I know that they were doing that, whether it was like an extra beer and like a, whatever. The that paid.
0: sounds, that sounds super familiar. Actually, though, I, I think I know what you're talking about.
1: And they might've stopped doing it, but the fact that they had, that they did it at all to me, like what other brewery is trying to add value to like your beer purchase or like give you a little bit more, mm-hmm. not a lot. Like people are cramming every, every
0: brewery is trying to do the opposite. They're trying to like figure how much more they can charge you and bend you over the barrel that they're aging (laughs) their beer in. Yeah,
2: I I agree. And it's, it's such a sad thing that like founders has become so unsexy in the craft beer world that like, you know, no one really talks about them. You know, like I I feel like people give them credit, but I don't feel like they get the credit they deserve for the beers that they produce at at such high level every year year after year after year and the fact that they've been able to keep the same quality and expand the amount they make is insane to me i i think calling
1: them unsexy is a really smart way to put it but to me they're like old sexy they're like they're like <laughs> paul newman sexy. like they're like paul newman sexy when like everyone was trying to get on patrick swayze's dick and Patrick Swayze represents all the new IPAs and all this stuff. Patrick Swayze is dead. So is Paul. Uh, <laughs> but but whose <laughs> legacy survives? This more. fucking
2: reference. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, th- no- nothing embodies the-, the old sexy man more than the tan labels of the founders' beers.
1: Hey, man, I'm just calling it like I see it. And... <laughs> All these new I, I and upcoming breweries. Yeah, all these new um, and upcoming in, breweries are like these little sexy actors who like are hot for a minute but fucking they the literally have, will outlast.
2: Founders literally has a beer called Old Bastard Ale.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um they in, in perfect kind of example of that is when you know they had that 5 year layoff between coming out with the CBS, the Canadian Breakfast out. And I think it was like 2012 to 2017 or maybe 13 to 18. Uh, And so much changed in beer during that time. And there's a strong possibility that that newer batch in 2017 or 18, whatever it was, was a landslide better than the first batch. They're the most previous batch. But so much in beer had changed that people just like dismissed it immediately. And now CBS is like a shelf beer like Did the you first guys, year it sold out you're right like, i i bought a 2019 like two months ago so it's been sitting on the shelves for over a year and and nobody wanted it so but
1: i don't know can i ask you something do you, like i when i see that shit i still get excited if i see a 12 ounce kbs or cbs i get wicked excited and i, buy I bought them both
0: that same day exactly right. I'm just and, like, I'm not going to pass that up.
1: <laughs> but like, yeah. it is, it is so unsexy that like people, yeah, people don't react to it. But I, it's, I see their bottles. I think, A, it's, they always have classy bottle designs. And because they produce such high quality shit, I always get excited when I, when I see their stuff. But I do agree. It does seem like it sits more now than ever before.
0: And it's funny because when you go with other trendy stouts and you don't see, many you don't see a ton of pastry stouts and in, in distribution as much because a lot of them are brewery only or at least the super popular ones are but when i see a kbs or a cbs i look at that i'm like this is just a reliable beer it's a reliable good beer i know i'm gonna get this drink it and totally enjoy it and there's never an ounce of doubt when a lot of times when you're navigating the distribution market, um, there's a lot of doubt whether or not you're getting is good or bad or what the hell you're even drinking. So how long it's been there. So but that's a you great can trust point. them. Yeah. You can definitely trust
1: what you're getting from them. It's a really good way to, it's a really good way to say it. Um, just to wrap up my list before we talk about founders forever. Um, <laughs> so just like Tony I mean, I didn't I didn't think of adding a notable mention before, but I actually had Prairie Sours as one of my choices until I thought of Founders Breakfast out. But another reason I didn't want to pick Prairie Sours as just a general choice cuz it's so vague, but I do want to make it my notable mention or honorable mention or whatever, whatever we want to call it. Um because yeah. they do so many fun sours. They do like fruit punch sours they do like rainbow sherbet sours uh they do a lot of like weird flavors that are like i i don't know they they jump out to you based on what the adjunct is in in a way that's not too like scary i guess and all the ones that i've tried have been good particularly like the the sour rainbow sherbet one did a really good job of like um giving you those three uh, flavors like the uh or not three flavors but you know whatever the fuck is in rainbow sherbet that makes it taste so damn good they do a good job of representing that in the style and the reason i didn't want to just pick that one is because they do so many of those like small little 12 ounce can sours that um i don't know i that's why that's why it's an honorable mention because i don't really know all of all of them but I'm going to cut this part. (laughs) No,
2: (laughs) no, no, it's okay. I mean, I mean, we've already talked about the fact that like Prairie bomb is incredible. And like, everyone knows Prairie for their stouts, you know, like they still have an insane, like, uh, trade, uh, value on the market, you know, with like all of their, like small batch, crazy adjunct, uh, stouts. So like they're, they're hitting it big, but I think it's kind of cool that you've explored, the, the sour side of their, of their repertoire, because like, I haven't had too, too many, I think I've had a few, but I can't really say that same I've had many experiences. So I think that's really, really lovely that like, now when I go, I know that you had a good experience. So like, if I'm looking for a sour beer, and I come across one, like, maybe that's something I'll take a chance on.
1: Not to keep coming back to like getting value when you're going to the packy, but you like all these beers can really add up when you go. And to me, if that's like something that's going to make or break you picking up beers or not, um, to me, the Prairie Sours are just as exciting as their stouts, but I think they're maybe a third of the price. Like, I think you can get a Prairie Sour for four to five dollars. Some of their bombs are like 10 to 12. So, you do the math. You could get two sours and enjoy them, and yeah. And to me, those beers are better suited for enjoying by yourself. Or you could get one bomb, hate yourself halfway through the bomb, <laughs> realize <laughs> realize that capsaicin and beer is either for you or it's not, and, and you're out twelve bucks.
2: Like, yeah, that's that's a great point. Like, especially now for us, like we're 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 so fucking old that like you know drinking twelve ounces of of a Prairie super dank stout is challenging. But back in the day, man, back, back when we first started this, I was like living for those 12 ounce pours. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh. Again, another great point you make. Jesus, man, you're just hitting it with these like zingers, uh, more for your buck. Like you're going to spend a shit (laughs) ton of money if you're into craft beer. But like, I almost think like we should have Justin make a buyer's guide to like, the inexpensive pick six like that might be a great fucking idea. You know, like go in with 20 bucks, go in with 20 bucks, get a pick six, leave and be happy. Yeah. Great
1: idea. I, I, I mean, and, and I'm not going to lie. One of the reasons I get pick sixes at the liquor store I go to is because when I'm buying all of these wicked expensive beers, They do a deal where you get fifteen percent off all the all the (laughs) beers that you buy. So, like, we need that deal, (laughs) right? I'm a very frugal beer shopper. Why? Because I'm broke, and I still like beer, and I want to try it. So that's pretty much it.
0: Great financial advice.
2: Holy
0: shit! (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I was I was waiting to see who was going to put on the. I'm just kind of circling back to all our picks now that we, we've all said them. I was, I had founders KBS at one point and then I took it off and put the funky Buddha. And like, I didn't want to be the guy to take the breakfast out at first because I was the first one to fill in the things. I'm like, I don't want to take this because it, like, <laughs> it needs to be on this list, but I don't want to like, I don't know. I didn't, but I'm glad, I'm glad that it was, It still made the list for sure.
1: It, it deserves yeah. to be on the list because like the Wormtown, Wormtown's be hoppy to me, I feel like, Of all these beers that we've listed, nine of them, or if you want to include the honorable, notable mentions, whatever the fuzz are, my fault that I wrote notable
2: mention on no, and it's my fault honorable. No, it doesn't have to be honorable. I'm just like, yeah, there's no honor here, motherfuckers. (laughs) There's just our notable picks because we're dumb.
1: No, you're no. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, No. We're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, whatever the fuck we're, <laughs> I don't even know we're talking
2: about now. <laughs> All
1: right. The founders breakfast out and Wormtown's be hoppy. I guarantee you, you could walk in your mother's fucking garage
2: and probably find those okay going first is tough because you're like setting the tone but you guys like hit so many like really good ones and i was just like oh, these are beers i've drank recently and i wish i was like what are the bangers because you guys came with bangers man what good lists
0: well wh- but like i think we have a, a great spread all together though like you know it's a good hey going for something current juicy dank ipas like you do some great ones in there like I, I had some of the you know definite definite dust collectors that like you shouldn't <laughs> shy away from uh and and jay I mean you know he had found his breakfast up. what more can we say yeah yeah <laughs> what a
2: what a what a winning grouping there, my god, um but I thought it would be fun to kind of go down memory lane for us like when we first started in the game, okay back in twenty fifteen back in twenty sixteen when we first started exploring our local packies to find beers so do we remember the the notable beers that we used to like look for because I sure do as I was thinking about this episode do, do
1: like you take turns scanning the list and then because uh, your list is amazing
2: Tony thank you I uh, and, and let's just we'll, we'll, t- we'll take it we'll take it in stride so we'll go okay. through and then we'll kind of go into like the how it is now like I gotcha. want us to think back in the past when like there was certainly really good beer on the shelves, but we were limited in our knowledge. So we gravitated towards certain things. And I, I guess right. to start that off uh, for me, um, oh man, I'm, I'm looking through the list now. I, I guess w- what I'm going to say is one that we've never talked about in the podcast at all. But when I first started getting into IPAs, I really was seeking out single cut.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. That's really funny.
2: Single Cut is a brewery that like I I hear no one speak of these days and I don't know why. I don't know why. But there was a period of time where like Single Cut would come out with these like these like one-off Indistro uh DDH beers and they were incredible. Like all the workers are going home DDH. When I first got that and drank it, I was like, holy crap they were it was so good and even before that like some of like the half stack ipas and i remember the first time uh like getting softly spoken magic spells which is a a double ipa and like having that with justin it was like an out-of-body experience and it was just I, i don't know that's it's just such a great brewery that i feel like we've certainly never talked about i never hear anyone reference and anytime i pass their beers on shelves it's just sitting there waiting to die